Hey coaches, welcome back. This is Coach Parker with Coaching You Football Tips and Talk Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. If you get a second, please subscribe. Podcast is up next. And remember, play for fun and winning is funner. Thanks again. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Coach Parker. How are you guys doing today? We're here with Coaching uh, Youth Football Tips and Talk Podcast. I'm your host. Uh, today we're going to do part two of the uh, Toxic Sports Parents series. <clears throat> We've got a couple of more uh, issues that we can go into some more detail about, so uh, we can jump right into it. And before we do, please like and subscribe, share, and all that good stuff. If you get a chance, that really helps me out, costs you nothing. So please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. So let's talk about, I've kind of... Uh, I went over 50 issues that I had over a 30 tackle season, sports youth sports seasons uh, in the last episode. And so I thought today I wasn't going to go over them individually, but I've kind of grouped two major areas that kept coming up, which are kind of crazy team mom parent issues and uh, crazy quarterback parents slash daddy ball coach issue kind of stuff that comes up. So those are the two things I'll be talking to about today uh, regarding the toxic sports parents issues. So, so let's jump up. I've got like three or four issues that came up and we can just talk in general about them. So uh, it seems like a lot of times team moms and team dads, team parents, they think because they're on your, they're, they're now a team parent or a team mom. And this really falls more toward team moms that if, they're doing this this uh, responsibility for you, this admin responsibility. Their son should play more than maybe a minimum play player if they are a minimum play player. So that's always become an issue. I had a team mom the first season that I coached in Denver. That was an issue for her, and it was really difficult to deal with. And so I learned from that particular situation that – when I choose a team mom now, I make sure their son probably is a starter on the team and I know them. And we'll go through some of the things I, I do now uh, here in the next next area. But the other one is, so this is kind of in the same vein. We had a team mom that thought her son should be a starter because she was a team mom uh, when he was a good player, but he wasn't a starter. He was getting tons of play time but just, you know, wasn't a starting position player. So that became a problem. And then we had, man, this one team mom absolutely loved her. Uh, she was probably the best team mom I'd had up until the point after maybe 15 seasons. And then, um, you know, in our league, we can save some kids up to sixth to the next season. It's called Frozen. We can't take our whole team because we're in a rec league. We can save up to six. And we we have a policy that we only save maybe two or three or maybe one to take to the next season. It's mainly running backs. Uh, her son was a big lineman, rookie, good little player, but we weren't going to freeze him the next season uh, because it's kind of a wasted freeze. And she really expected us to make that freeze. Cause she wanted, you know, like, well, I'm basically a coach's son kind of thing. And we're like, no, we, you know, that's not how that works with building the football team. And so 
we we did not freeze her son. We did try to draft him, and we did we were unable uh, to get her son in the draft. And basically, she became like kind of a mortal enemy to us because we could never figure out linemen in in our process are really hard to get to, especially if they're not a top probably four or five linemen in the league, we will pick them way down because we're trying to get our running backs. And so it was, it's hard for linemen uh, to get back on teams sometimes if they're not top linemen. And that was the case with her particular son. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's sometimes, you know, team mom, I've had a couple of teams mom that they, they and it's really happened to another coach where they didn't really back him up and started bow mouthing him with their parents and fans and everything. And uh, we, I remember talking to him about it. He had to switch team moms because it just really wasn't working out. If you don't get a team mom that supports you and what you're doing, and it's usually because they're probably not getting play time, they start, you know, starting rumors and all that kind of stuff within the stands. And instead of being a fan and helping you out, they actually become a hindrance. So, you know, make sure you look at that. And then, uh, I've had a team mom that I'd chosen that just was not very good. And she took, it was hard to make suggestions and help her do stuff. And I wound up having to take that over. So, you know, she just was not going to hear that she wasn't the best team mom on the team ever. And so, you know, that became kind of an issue when we're saying, well, can you help us with this? And she was always seemed to be busy. So those are some crazy things that are going on. And it's mainly surrounded around playtime or being on the team or not being a fan. So here's what I did after I've seen or had these situations is I put together an article over on coachparker.org, which you can head over there and search on it. But here's some like 15 or 17 things when you choose a team mom that I've come up with after my situations have occurred and you know, I it's gotten tons better is you really want to know this person. If you can more than 12 months or somebody, you know, knows them. Uh, it, sometimes you can't have that, but you really at least want to know this person. If you can, they should have excellent social uh, and people skills you really want their son, you want to kind of know their son is going to be a starting position on somewhere on the team. Because if they're not, that will cause issues. You want them to be very organized, over-communicates. Right now, they've got to understand social media and networking. They've got to be capable of taking or shooting digital photos and videos. They need to know, understand how to email and text and not be afraid of that. They've got to be assertive, but not aggressive because, you know, trying to get money for parents for socks or whatever, they've got to be able to do that and not be timid about doing it. They've got to be willing to learn new things and also teach us new things. Uh, they really helps when they're skilled at fundraising. Uh, and it also, if you get a reference that they've been a good team mom before, that's huge. And they really need to be the head coaches fan biggest fan and the team's biggest fan and cheerleader. They can't really not talk well of the coaching staff. That just doesn't really go well. Uh, a lot of, you know, you want really good social people that are kind of like party kings and queens that like to have parties, like to have social, that their family is kind of part of into that. Um, 
man, they must be able to balance the checkbook and it put together a budget and collect monies and understand how all that works. Uh, if they've worked as a manager before and no problem solving skills, that really helps a ton. Uh, they must be a fun person to be around because they need to have a calming effect both on the coaching staff and the parents and be able to talk to parents without, without causing a row. And they really need to be at every team event, even practices if they can, or they're, you know, if they have a co-parent, co-team parent, you know, we always need one there to help with if somebody gets hurt with band-aids, bringing extra water, doing ice cream and all of this other kind of stuff, which we, we ask our team moms to do maybe a little bit more than normal, but this is what I've had to put together. And there's a whole article on this. And I think a video uh, that I've talked about is what you need to do to choose a good team mom or parent because of the situations I've dealt with in the past. And so there it is on the team mom would love to hear if you've got issues on your team mom and, some issues that you've had and how you've dealt with them. You can always email me by hitting the contact page over at coachparker.org. Okay. So let's get into this other thing. And this one came up and I wanted to do this one this week because I had a, a social media post of a coach asking me, you know, he wants to make his son the quarterback on the team. And I don't even think the season started yet. His son's been putting in the work and all that good stuff and what, how, you know, he could deflate any parent concerns. Well, I was really shocked that he was already asking me before he saw his team and roster, excuse me, on the field that he could make a determination that his son should play quarterback because, uh, man, you, you got to hold tryouts. Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of a big thing is the, you put the best person that's the quarterback in that position. So let's go through some of the issues that I've had, uh, and talk about, quarterback parents and daddy ball kind of things that occur with, and, and it's crazy that the quarterback position in youth football gets so much talk because really until quarterbacks start to pass to me, the position's really a manager and is not the best player on the team, maybe the third or fourth best player running back. Cause I just want him to hand off and throw maybe a five to 10 yard pass. So it's always funny how these parents, see the quarterback position. Uh, so that's always a big deal. So, yeah, so daddy ball parents and QB parents are always kind of an issue here. So let's go over some of the situations and then how I've come to handle those in the future. So I had a dad was upset because his son wasn't going to be the starting quarterback, even though I told my three quarterbacks to go to the clinic he was upset because he went to the clinic and then his kid's not the starter. Uh, it was like, Hey, I sent all the quarterbacks to this clinic. Uh, sorry. You had to pay like $15 for it, but yeah, just, just kind of understand where that's going. Uh, dad was upset that his son was third best quarterback after we had tryouts. Uh, he did, didn't really, you know, parents have, and I, I'm at fault too. Parents have, they see their children, with rose colored glasses on. And so they, they see only the best in their son and maybe not the best in others. And they know their particular son. I guess my phone is just going to go off every time here. Sorry about that. Uh, so that's a big deal. Uh, so make sure you hold tryouts and that everybody can see 
uh, who's the starting quarterback. Uh, let's see. So I had a dad basically when we went through tryouts and anything, cause we, we've been going through quarterback tryouts, usually the first two practices, uh, for, for like a decade now, but they were, they were upset that their quarter, you know, their son was like the third string or second string quarterback. And they're like, if he doesn't get a significant amount of play time, we're going to, you know, we're just not going to play. Um, you know, that's just so hard to deal with because especially in our league, we've only got 15, usually 15 to 18 kids on a team. So it's not like we, we can afford to lose good players. Uh, I had a dad get upset because they were always late to practice, which is hard on quarterbacks because you're doing all this pre-practice work. And I basically, you know, told him, look, if you're always going to be late. Your son can't be play, playing quarterback. He's already second or third string. So it just doesn't give him an opportunity to really get in all this pre-practice work. So they were upset about that. Um, so, we had this high school dad that was on one of our teams and his son had to be a quarterback. And that was kind of a deal. So we, you know, we went through this whole thing. His son, I thought was kind of small. He wound up getting hurt out half the season. And we had to scramble uh, to find another quarterback because this dad had pushed us into the situation. And that's one thing I'll tell you is, you know, I, I, I don't like it. I mean, I have learned, I just stopped telling people that they've got positions and promising anything to people because that just never works out well, especially at the quarterback position. Um, so we had a kid that was going to be a second or third string quarterback on our team. We had two other great passing quarterbacks that were faster too and bigger. He, this kid was a starter starting quarterback on another team that really didn't pass or really didn't do much with their quarterback position. And so he basically quit because he wasn't going to get any quarterback play time. You know, it's just, you can see how this is going here with these quarterbacks. Um, let's see. So this was funny. This just is a recent one. So we have a team where we've, we've frozen the quarterback several times. He's always been the quarterback and this season, the offensive coordinator had moved on. I think his his son moved to a different school or graded or just graded out of the league. And so the new offensive coordinator was just going to be this kid's son, this kid's dad. So, you know, this this group had been around, majority of them, you know, had been around this kid before in the league. They knew he was a quarterback. And now the, the team parents are saying this is daddy ball because this kid's quarterback and his dad's now the offensive coordinator. It's like, oh, my God. So just know, even if you do everything right, trying to get to your quarterback, that it's that there's always going to be questions if your son plays quarterback. I know the first year I coached my oldest son, he was seven or eight and, uh, I did not want him to play quarterback. I thought we had a, another kid that was better in my view, but I let the offensive coordinator deal with the quarterbacks because I was the defensive guy and just didn't want to be involved with Bear, who's my oldest son, uh, with the quarterback decision. So I told Coach uh, Coach Dave, just you handle it, let me know. And I was livid when Coach Dave picked, picked my son as quarterback because I I did not want, this was the first year in this league and I did not want to hassle with that politics. 
Uh, and I thought we could, but Dave was set on bear bear was almost a head taller than this, than all the players on the team. He had an arm, uh, very high IQ. So we, we dealt with that and it worked out and everybody knew why that, that player was chosen that way. And everybody knew I was livid that bear was playing quarterback. So that kind of helped, but, uh, uh, it does come up if your son uh, plays quarterback. My youngest son would play off and on quarterback. He was mainly a fullback, and he was always kind of a backup quarterback, beast back, and would run kind of stuff like that. And there was one season we didn't really have a quarterback or a passing quarterback, and Zane did that. But it was it's always an issue when your son is a quarterback, but everybody – on those situations, knew that Zane was kind of a backup and only stepping in as he had to. So we had this other so we had this other quarterback that was uh, misses uh, halfing half of practice, and uh, he was sharing time with another quarterback. Be- oh, so yeah, sorry. So he he was sharing time with another quarterback, and he seemed to be always hurt. And then he just starts missing half the practices and this, I guess his parents decide it's not worth it. If he's a backup. So these are all these quarterback issues that go with that. So just be aware. So what have we done? So what have I tried to do going forward? Well, one, I don't have any kids anymore on the team, which really helps when you're choosing a quarterback because there's, there's really no politics going unless one of the helper dads is the father of a quarterback. But even then, we hold team quarterback tryouts and really tryouts for skill positions in front of parents. And it's usually two or three sessions and then throughout scrimmages up until the first game, second game, and really through the whole season, we're evaluating people. So we really try to show the parents who looks who's really the starting quarterback. Sometimes, you know, if we get two that are really close, it's hard. We had a situation where I had a a starting quarterback that could pass and another starting quarterback that was a better runner sweeper. And uh, yeah, we just had we had issues with that. Uh, one of them actually went to another team the ne- next season after three seasons to try to become a quarterback and they put him at receiver like what we had him. So it you know it is what it is. Quarterback kids and parents want to play quarterback that gets in their head. Um, what, what we do when we hold these tryouts is we're really hoping everyone can see who the starting quarterback should be. Uh, the also many seasons I'll run the beast and then I'll be running dual quarterbacks anyway. Cause one will be a beast back and one will be a quarterback that maybe can throw better and not run so good in traffic. And sometimes I've had three quarterbacks, a manager, a beast back, and then a passing quarterback. And so, you know, you can kind of get around it there if several are doing it. But uh, it seems like at older ages, this quarterback position becomes uh, really political. So what do I look at when I choose a youth football quarterback? You know, are they smart, trustworthy, have a high football IQ? Will they get to practice? And pre-practice is a big thing. Can they manage the ball? Great footwork, confident, competitive, resilient. Okay, arm and speed doesn't have to be crazy. Got to have good hands and feet. Will they protect the football? Do they want to play quarterback? You know, sometimes it's the parents that really want them to play. 
I've had a kid that couldn't handle it uh, with his nerves. And so that we found that out after the first scrimmage, which was crazy. But, you know, we really want the quarterback that we choose to be really into it and that they're confident and competitive and really want to put in the work. Will they get to pre-practices? Will they go to QB clinics? I mean, we almost tell all of our, you know, when they start, when any, even second graders, when parents approach us about quarterback and they start asking about what they should do here in Texas, we tell them, get in a, get a quarterback coach, especially when they get to 10, 11, you know, most of the, most of the quarterbacks in high school have been through all these quarterback training and sessions. And so if you're really into uh, having your son play quarterback, uh, definitely get him into a quarterback clinic and some sessions, even with private coaches. So, all right. So there are the two kind of two main issues team moms and play times and quarterback parents and play times. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast on toxic sports parents part two, please like, and subscribe. Stay tuned for future episodes. Check out coachparker.org for me coach for, for more, uh, for more free coaching tips. You could also head over to coach Parker for my playbooks, the beast, the defense, the wildcat, Blocking, power eye, single wing, double wing, T formation, wishbone, uh, drills, all that good. I've got all those playbooks and e-books over there that you can purchase. And remember to always play for fun and winning is funner. Have a great day. See you next time. Ciao, coaches. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining me all the way to the end. That's much appreciated. Hey, if you get a chance, just subscribe to my podcast. That that really helps a lot. And also, you can head over to coachparker.org, my playbook store, and check out all my playbooks like the Power Wing Beast Offense, the 6-2 Multi-8 Defense, the Wildcat Spread, the Power Eye, the Double Wing, the Eye Formation, Wishbone, my Drill Books, my Jaws Blocking Book, uh, my Wolfpack 7 on 7. Got a, got a lot of good stuff over there you can take a look at, and that'll help support me bring more youth football can- content to the youth football coaching community. And as always, remember to play for fun, and winning is funner. Thanks for joining me today. Hope to see you guys next time.